Success, it has been said, is not the absence of failure, but going from failure to failure without any loss of enthusiasm. My name is BJ Gramillion, and I am the host of the Rush to Fail podcast. This podcast was created to highlight and learn from others who have turned their failures into success in hopes that it will both inspire and encourage others to push through their trials and to not be afraid of short-term failure. Our mantra on this show is to fail often, fail forward, and rush to fail. Welcome everyone to the Rush to Fail podcast. Today we have my good friend Mitch Jessup. Mitch has an awesome story, uh, lots of different experiences, but really he touches on the importance of staying focused in life, in business, and not just that, but also being focused on the right things. Uh, I know a lot of us can get honed in and focused on uh, money and business and careers and you know all those things. At least I'm I'm guilty of those things. Um, and he talks a lot about how he's able to uh, fix that mindset and focus on those things that are most important in life, which of course are you know family and faith and health and all those fun things. So really excited to have Mitch on the show today. I've known Mitch now for a couple years, uh, know each other from church. Um, he also has a really cool background and story that we'll obviously get into. And so, um, yeah, Mitch, thanks for coming on no, the show. Thanks for having me. I was excited when I got invited. I was like, oh, I, I don't think I'm cool enough to be on a podcast, <laughs> but but I'll take it. You know so. what? I was, I was joking. Yeah. It, with, with others that said the same thing, they're like, well, aren't you in real estate? You know, like, I don't know if I can contribute to that. I'm like, no, it's about failure. And they're like, oh yeah, I can talk I can about that I can all talk day. about failure. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we can totally do this. So yeah, yeah, I can do that. It's a common trait we all have and it's, it's just fun. I, I enjoy talking about it. So anyways, um, tell us about yourself if you don't mind. Yeah. So a little background on me. Um, grew up in Logan, Utah. So um, Logan Cash Valley boy, if any of you guys uh, are familiar with Utah State. Um, I've kind of done like odd end jobs for my whole life, really, I'd say. Um, like growing up, I was always doing landscaping or construction. I did a lot of uh, demolition, which I loved. Got to take out my anger on, you know, old houses. Um, and then, you know, graduated from college um, and went straight to work for Qualtrics, which is a market research and survey software company. Hmm. Got acquired by SAP for eight billion after I had left. So there's a little failure. Wow. I, I left a lot of equity on the table there. Wow. Um, but yeah, I jumped over to Visa shortly after that. Was there for uh, quite some time. Left as a director. Uh, went after that to uh, a, like a tech company in the payment space as well. Was a director of sales over there, and then. Mm -hmm. Did a short stint just recently as a CRO head of sales for another tech company. Um, it was seed funded, um, and now currently starting my own personal venture as a founder of uh, of my own payments and merchant services company. So that's yeah. a little bit about me. Merchant services is something that I know that we've talked about. I still cannot wrap my head around it. Like <laughs> it is so nuanced and so different. And it's just a different world that I've never even knew. I mean, you know, it exists, obviously, clearly, uh, but it is such a nuanced thing, right? Like I, I it's it's probably difficult for you to, to you know, because that's that's now the business that you started. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, is it difficult, I guess, to to get in the door with people to even have that initial conversation? Because they're like, why do I need you? And what 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 are we doing here? Yeah, um, no, it is. Um, 
and you, you know, you're not alone in saying that like, yeah. it's just this like weird, confusing world. Yeah. Um, just because like, I mean, even when I was working in payments, I mean, I was in payments for six, seven years. Um, and nobody, like even in the space who'd been there for 15, 20 years, the average tenure of a person like working at Visa when I was there hmm. was like 15 years. So I was like the young buck wow. and just trying to hang around and, and catch up, you know, in terms of knowledge. And those guys had been there 15, 20 years. And even they would always be the ones to be like, I don't know what this new thing is. Like, it's always, a, you know, a new emerging technology, new mandates, new things that are happening all the time in the space. So it's always huh. that way. So you're not alone wow. in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting through the door, getting people to to recognize, you know, what what's happening in the space and why it does make sense to have a conversation and see yeah. if there's a fit to help them. Is, is is a little bit tricky. Sometimes people don't even know, like they hear payments and they're like, well, does that mean like, yeah, you know, I'm making a payment? Does that mean I'm accepting a payment? Like there's so much there. So, um, you know, on my end, it's, it's a payment acceptance. Like we help you to accept payments. Uh -huh. But a lot of why I got into this world is obviously my knowledge and experience in that space, relationships. But you know, I'm sitting here watching like the likes of Stripe and Square and some of these other big players mm -hmm. in the space. And I'm just like, man, um, if people knew what I know, they'd realize like, and not to paint them out as this bad companies because they're helping people to accept payments and sure. get paid. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they knew anything about, you know, the space, they'd recognize like they're getting raked over the coals, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of their pricing. And so I really was looking to try and help merchants to obviously have solutions that help them to grow their businesses. Yeah. But at the same time, so save them money. Yeah. Too, you know, so. So what would be like your, your um, avatar? Like, like who is your perfect uh, customer that you go after that can benefit from something like this, that what you do? That's a great question. And I feel like I'm still honing in on that a little bit. Um, like currently I'm just like, I'll take anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but, uh, I mean, right now I'm honing in a little bit more on the dental space. Um, oh. so yeah, dentists, orthodontists, DSOs, Lots of those in Arizona. yeah, okay. yeah. There's a lot of those there and Utah. So yeah. have, yeah, have yeah. a good tar target market there. Uh -huh. Um, but just, just because I have some solutions that, uh, directly integrate with their, uh, their softwares that they use to yeah. manage their, their customers mm -hmm. and, so have some solutions that can help them to not only, you know, save some money, but, but grow their business with other payment methods. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. But then outside of that, I mean, I've, I've helped everything from, you know, small shops, auctions to, you know, large organizations selling supplements. I mean, yeah. we can do anything and everything. So anyone that accepts credit cards, you know, payments or whatever, like you're the one that uh, you, you can do it for a fraction of the cost, I assume. Uh, yeah. And Stripe and those other companies. Yeah. I mean, we could go into the nitty gritty of it. Essentially, there's what's called interchange mm -hmm. on credit card processing. So each card that's, you know, used to transact, there's always a cost of doing business. We've all heard that. Sure. Um, but you know, the people who are taking that little bits and pieces off that transaction is one, the the card brand. Mm -hmm. So Visa and MasterCard, if you remember, you know, if you have a Visa or MasterCard, did you get it from Visa or MasterCard? No. You didn't, right? You got it from an issuing bank. Yep. So Visa and MasterCard, they want a piece of that transaction, but also your issuing bank who gave you the credit card, they want something, Everyone's right? Everyone's double dipping, okay. So, and, and they're offering you things to, like rewards to use those cards, right? So. Yeah. 
they have to make it make sense for them. So there's what's called interchange is taking, you know, what the issuing bank takes and what the card brand takes. Yeah. And then anything above and beyond that is gravy for the merchant service provider. In this case, me or mm -hmm. Stripe or Square or whoever else. Right? Yeah. And so interchange varies drastically by card. Hmm. Um, and specifically, like if you're using a debit card, yeah, um, like 70% of card transactions in the U.S. today are, are debit, which you wouldn't even think. Like, wow. I, I was I was I was amazed by that statistic because I'm like, I feel like everyone uses credit cards. Yeah. You know, but uh, but no, like most people still use debit. And a debit wow. transaction, interchange on the debit transaction is like 50 to 100 basis points. So we're talking 1% or less. Yeah. Whereas the average transaction, you know, cost in America by the likes of a Stripe or a Square is like 2.9 and 30 cents per transaction, right? So they're taking, wow. you know, almost 2% of your equity yeah. uh, just to process your payment. So that's where I was like, well, why can't I step in here and, and, and help people save some money? Fascinating. I think I get it now. Hopefully nice you work. get it. Hopefully it you might, get it. It might, yeah, just uh, be forgotten by the time I go to bed. But I get it now. That and that makes total sense. So, so clearly, especially someone that does volume, you know, uh, which dentists do charge quite a bit, and I think that uh, they they uh, are probably a great place to start. Um, yeah. So dentists, and then I guess after that, are there? Um, I imagine like contractors that do quite a bit of volume with, um, you know, buying materials, those kind of things. Are they also? Yeah. I mean, contractor. It just depends. There's there's um, a lot of a lot of the time, it's whether or not they're actually using a credit card or a debit card. There is what we call ACH as well, which yeah. is like bank to bank transfers or direct deposit type stuff. And so, or you know, a lot of invoices will be sent using ACH. To plug in your banking information, your your bank your account number, yeah. uh, or a bank account number, and then routing information. Right. But I mean, yeah, like it really just if you're accepting credit card payments or card payments in general or ACH, I can help with any of that. Cool, love it, man. That's so cool. So, okay, so you got that business going on. In the meantime, you're also uh, working for who again? So I. I am I am doing or are quite you just a few focused things. on this now I focus on this for the time being okay. um, cool. in the next couple of weeks I'll probably be starting um, a job as well with domo oh okay um, so they do like analytics software dashboards um, yeah you know just basically providing you data and insights for your business and metrics cool. that you want to track so awesome awesome yeah okay well um you know one of the things that we love to obviously do on the show and what it's all about is just you know learning about uh or learning from some of the uh, you know experiences that we've had in our life that have that have maybe been considered a failure at the time or you know a big trial that have uh, that has you know propelled you uh to, to bigger and better things right and so um and I don't know if you have any examples of, of things that have happened in like your uh, family life or business or whatever, but do you have any, you know, experiences that, uh, you know, that you wouldn't mind sharing? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is this is here why we, we, go. we got here on the podcast. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um, I love you. He's over here. He's getting excited. Um, no. So I think most people are probably like me. I mean, maybe maybe they're not, but I know you know, speaking to your failures and mistakes is, you know, we all make those, mm -hmm. right? And um, I, th I think what I like about the idea behind this podcast is like understanding that failure is the best teacher. Yep. And and so like, 
I, I, you know, I look at my life and the accumulation of mistakes that I've made and, and failures that I've made, maybe not crazy, like life shattering failures, but yeah. I mean, I've had my fair share of things that I've, I've done. And I look back and I'm like, well, that was, that was kind of dumb, you yeah. know? Um, and I think, I think I, in particular, I could probably label a lot of those failures under kind of an underlying theme where I prioritized just making money and getting rich fast. Mm. And I started looking at like my life and saying like, you know, dictating my happiness and fulfillment in life based yeah. on my status, <clears throat> financial, you know, status, if you will. And yeah. I think the quickest way to get, uh, to become unhappy is by just chasing money. And so I looked at, you know, I fell victim to a lot of those get rich quick schemes, mm -hmm. if you will. I mean, I look back at my life and I'm like, wow, I, you know, even within a short period of time in my career, I tried, I mean, I did, I launched an Amazon business. Mm -hmm. I, I tried to write a book and have a ghostwriter do it because I wasn't willing to put in the time, right? Um, I had- Really? A you know, book about what? <laughs> habits. Habits. Okay. Yeah. Best business in life habits. If you go look it up, you'll see it's gotten probably five sales. Really? So you actually completed it though. I, like I did you, complete it. Yeah. I completed hey, the book. Hey, that's saying something. Uh, okay. the, but the launch of the book was very unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I like I said, I launched an Amazon business selling heatless hair curlers. Um, wow. So, I've, I've, but I mean, again, like all these, all these, all these ventures yeah. were just short lived because I was trying to win at playing somebody else's game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried to do the day trading thing. I, I spent money on, on, you know, programs to teach me how to trade options and futures and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm just losing money in the market left and right. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I jumped into the affiliate marketing world, um, and threw some money at that. And honestly, I mean, in all of these things, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I would say my biggest learning was just like, you got to start small and start where you're at. Mm -hmm. Don't try and win in somebody else's game because the fact of the matter is like, that's why they're winning Yeah, because they know it. They started where they're at, you know? And so and it's not to say that you shouldn't go and learn new things and master new crafts. But, um, you know, I think I learned really quickly that, you know, I just need to play ball where, I play within the lines that I know how to play within and the yeah. rules that I know how to play by and, and, and I'll, I'll see more success that way. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, money isn't everything. Yeah. We've heard it time and time again that like, you know, money doesn't bring you happiness. And if you're, if you're making a certain amount to where you're comfortable financially, like more money doesn't mean anything to you. In fact, it's just going to bring you more more problems half yeah. the time, right? And so, like, I, I, I learned really quickly. In fact, <clears throat> I think of a story that uh, really stood out to me, and I I may have told this to uh, to you in, in church, actually, at one point, but <clears throat> there was a, I was, I was at a birthday party with my, with my son, my oldest son is seven, and uh, we were at, like, Airborne or some, some jumpy house place. There's just trampolines all over the place, and there's just hundreds of kids I felt like running around in there, tons of stuff going on. I'm like overloaded, you know, sense like just, wow, this is sensory overload. Yep. There's music blaring, they got pizza and candy everywhere. And it's like, these kids are just like, this is like the dream, yeah, right? Yeah. And my son starts hanging out with this other little kid there. 
and they run over to me and and that kid's mom mm. and they're like hey we want to go play like the arcade games and i'm like why like you got all the stuff you know like why are you going to play with these Sounds arcade so games yeah and and i so i of course of being the good dad i was <laughs> you know money money focused dad i'm like you know what no like yeah. i'm not giving you any i'm not giving you a dime dude like go go jump on some tramps <laughs> and this mom hands this kid a 20 dollar bill and i'm like what is she doing like this kid's gonna go and gas 20 bucks while he has all these other things to keep him entertained yeah and he'll probably end up losing it yeah so not five minutes later they come running back kids crying and he's like i lost the, i lost the money mom so guess what she does she pulls out another 20. oh wow hands it to the kid yeah this is painful <laughs> and sure enough five minutes later that kid comes back <laughs> lost that no. as well and you want to know what she said to him huh she said the best mistakes in life will only cost you money son wow and that hit home for me huh and that was a lesson where it was like, look, you've been searching your whole life to try and make money. Mm. When in reality, like the best mistakes in life are just going to cost you money. They're mm. not costing you time, relationships. They're not costing you the things that matter most. Right. Yeah. And so that was a good life lesson for me, I would say. Mm. In all of those, you know, the underlying theme of just got to make more money, you know, got to got to have the nice things, the fancy things. And at the end of the day, they don't oh, wow. mean anything. You know, man, it's it's oh, there's so much that we could dissect from that. And, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking, too, about uh, I saw or read something last night. And it was talking about how um, when you're sick, the only thing that matters is your health. Right. And you realize, man, like it really is important to be healthy. Right. But you don't but you rob from your health every day when you make these you know, poor choices with you know, food or not working out those kind of things that just you're taking out these deposits. Right. And then eventually you're going to pay for it, right? In the in the long run, and it's your body's going to just stop and just say, "Hey." And then all of a sudden, it's really important. And I think it's the same thing with what you're saying with money. Where, yeah, I mean, it gets to a point where uh, you know we're in this hustle and bustle, and then you know every once in a while you'll you'll be humbled and realize like, what on earth am I doing all this for? Like, I go to work every day and I'm slaving to make this money for what? You know, it doesn't do anything. Like, it's not exciting. Um, and so I, I, I love that. Um, and it's something that you said really resonated too, because, and it's funny that you've, you've jumped around, you know, to these different opportunities. You're not the only one. Um, I think any entrepreneur, uh, <clears throat> and most people that will be on the show are going to relate, uh, very well with that. Right. And, um, in real estate specifically in, in my industry, I think it's probably the most guilty of it because, um, there, there really is that shiny object like, oh, like right now it's wholesaling or it's flipping or it's uh, new construction or now it's land or now it's. And so so what you do is and, and every couple, I would say every couple of years, it's like a new trend, like this is where you need to be. This is where all the money's at. And so you jump ship and you go to that and then you jump ship. And then uh, you realize there was a guy from New Western that it's a wholesale company um, nationwide. And he, I got to listen to him speak a couple weeks ago. And the thing that he said that resonated with me was he was like, look, I am just more patient than all of you. Like, there's no reason why I'm like, like, cause he's very successful. He's, he's run a very large uh, organization and, and they, they do very well. Um, but he's like, 
all it comes down to is he's like, all of you guys have seen all these shiny objects and you guys have jumped all over time. And guess what? All that momentum that you had, you just got rid of it. And then you had to start over. And guess what the hardest part is? It's starting over, you know? And so you have to expend all this energy. And then right when you're probably getting like inertia and you're getting momentum, I don't think we, if we can look back on our lives, we're like, why did I pull the plug right there? Like I was like, I was there. Like yeah. I just needed another year and it was, it was over. Like it was, it was going to work like at your job where you're like, why did I leave a year early? Right. You know, I could add all that equity. And so anyways, I, I love all of those. Uh, there's so much to, to take from, you know, that, that experience. That I think a lot of people um, can definitely uh, relate with. And so anyways, I, I, I love, love that. So, lesson learned there what would you say yeah i mean uh, lesson learned you know from a business standpoint you know to your to your what you just talked about i mean i think it's it's extremely critical that you stay patient you have to have an abundance mindset mm. like at the end of the day like <laughs> I, I i talk to people I, I i'm like that guy that never shuts up like it's funny i'm an introvert but like which always surprised me when you told me that. I'm like, you are the one that I, I mean, is everyone an introvert? Because I am an introvert. But if you are, that's great. But like, I'm an but. introvert, like, when it comes to spending my time with yeah. people. Like, I don't want to go hang out mm. on the weekends with, like, Small anybody. Talk. But, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, that's that's whatever. But, like, if I'm just, like, you know, I'm sitting in the sauna at the gym. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's shoot the breeze. Let's mm. talk. Like, what do you do, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it's just funny, like, in, in talking with all these people, I love, I love hearing their stories. Like that's why this podcast is so cool Yeah, because you get to hear people's stories. But in talking to these people, you find that like, man, it, there is, you can make money in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what your trade is, mm -hmm. like blue collar, white collar, it doesn't matter. Like there's money to be made. Mm -hmm. Having that abundance mindset is what's going to help you to stay patient and know that like, hey, if I stick it out, with what I know and the skills set that I have, like your friends has said, or mm -hmm. the guy that you listen to, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Like while everyone else is jumping ship, going to the shiny object, you know, they're just having to start all over again. Yeah. And they're never getting to that place where like, hey, I can become a master of this, right? I can become the subject matter expert, the consultant, the guy that knows exactly what to do to grow this thing, right? Yeah. So from a business standpoint, you know, that's what I learned, right? Don't don't try and win at somebody else's game. It's a losing strategy, mm. right? Um, but then, you know, obviously from a personal, on a personal level, like I said, I mean, realizing the prioritization of what is most important, right? Mm. Like you got to prioritize the things in your life that matter the most. And at the end of the day, like, that's not going to be chasing some, you know, million dollar idea that's just gonna, you're hoping to make a million dollars overnight. Like mm -hmm. it's probably not gonna happen. If it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true, it right? Is. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, like I said, prioritizing the other pillars in my life that are more important to me, that's what brought me the fulfillment that I thought that the money would, Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, with with all that said, uh, do you feel like you are in a place now uh, with your career, with this business that you're starting up? Is that do you feel like that might be the solution? Like, are you excited about the direction that that's going to take you or, or are you still kind of like, man, I, I don't know if I found like the thing that I'm super passionate about that's going to just curious. Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a great question. So uh, if I'm being real. 
Yeah. Um, you know, payments isn't something that gets me like excited and out of bed in the morning. Right. It's just not, it's like, I don't think most people think yeah. that way. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, you know what? I'm excited to get a merchant account set up today. <laughs> like I'm excited about that. That's yeah. cool. Um, but I, I think what is exciting to me is having a creative outlet mm -hmm. that's mine that I can grow and build. And that's what's exciting about entrepreneurship to me. It always has right. been. Um, you know, a big reason why I left corporate America for a short period was just because I was like, you know what? I'm tired of taking orders. I want to I wanna just see. I, I don't want to have that what if mm -hmm. at the back of my mind wondering like, what if I would have taken a chance and tried something? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've tried those other ventures, but those were things that I was trying to win at somebody else's game. But like, what if... I tried something that I know, an industry that I'm familiar with, and, and in a, you know, truly feel I can help, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's more the building of the business that's exciting. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily the industry in and of itself, but it's something that I'm familiar with, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah, I do feel like it's it's an answer for me. Um, I think it's I'm excited about it. Things are, you know, it's it's it was a slow start, and things are starting to take off for me. So I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. And then, Good. you know, obviously in the long run, you know, time will tell, but, um, and, you know, you can always pivot, but, you know, I, I've lived by my life by the concept of like winner, a winner is really just a loser that gave it one more try, mm. <laughs> you know? And at the end of the day, I'm like, here I am, I'm giving it one more try. Right. And I think, I think it's a better, it's a better shot that I have. Yeah. So. And that honestly, what this is all about, you know, and I think that's that's Michael Jordan, right? Like the greatest basketball athlete of all time. Um, sorry, LeBron, I, he's not even in the conversation. <laughs> uh, we'll just oh man, right we here. won't have that so, combo, I guess. Um, but I but I love it, and really, and, and I guess you could lump Kobe Bryant in this conversation easily as well. Um, was just like that mentality that Sorry, they wanted to put in. Oh, hey, Siri. Uh, <laughs> but but just just the idea that that they. It was it was mental first. Like clearly, they had this incredible gift given to them, and they had a lot of the tools necessary to make it work. Um, but it was all about like their sheer will to just win and focus. And 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 I think that um, again, just going back to the consistency and the focus um, in this day and age, in this world that we live in, there is an insane amount of distractions, right? Oh, like yeah. Siri just comes on and, you know, our phones are pinging and <clears> we're <throat> hearing, you know, Amazon Echo binging. And, and this is just while we're sitting here, right? In the in the last 10 minutes, there are distractions everywhere. I can't imagine someone, like if they were in a time capsule or something, you know, let's say they were frozen in time in 1920 and then all of a sudden, then they saw 100 years later, living. they're like, what in the world? I just think it would just, I mean, it would blow their mind. Um, but I think again, the, those that are extremely successful just have found a way to just hone in and, and just be laser focused, be like, I'm going to be the greatest at this one specific thing, you know? And, and, uh, and so that's for me, I've, I've obviously gone in a very similar path to you, not the same <clears throat> different, you know, ways that you did it, but very similar in that I was bouncing, 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 bouncing. And so now, um, I finally at age 40, I think I've realized, okay, I think I actually really like what I'm doing, you know, in this space. And I'm trying my darnest to just like put the blinders on, 
pretend I don't see anything else out there, you know? Um, and it has been fulfilling obviously to, to see like, okay, it's starting to go, but now, now the trick is always just like, okay, like stay the course. Don't, don't give up and and go that way. Yeah. There's a, you're talking about a concept that is in a book that I love. It's, it's atomic habits. I don't know. I'm sure a billion people talk about that book, but I mean, he talks about like success is really just understanding how to not get bored, right? Like you can do something consistently and you just don't get, you just don't get bored. And he talks about that in his book, right? There's maybe it's, maybe it's not his book. It's in his newsletter. I know it's James clear, Yeah, but that's what he said is he said the most successful people are people who understand how to not get bored once Hmm. they've hit that place where they're, they're being successful and they consistently doing the things they know they need to be doing. Man, so I need to read that again. Yeah, I don't remember that part, but that's that's spot on. So. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a cool concept, and I I I think that uh, another book that like has really helped me with like the honing in, yeah. right? Like you said, and be, and finding like what is it that I'm going to do and what am I going to stick with? Yeah, um, is the book Essentialism. I don't know if you ever heard of that book. You told me about it, and I think I actually bought the book and have not listened to it. Oh, yet. so good, man. Talks a lot about huh. just learning to say no. Hmm. Like sometimes we, we, we are, we are naturally programmed to be yes men and yes women. Like yeah. it's just, we want to say yes. We don't like feeling like we're letting people down, but at the end of the day, like sometimes we are more efficient and we're more effective when we learn to just say no, limit what we are really focusing in on and doing it. Love that. Man, so smart. Awesome. Um, any other, um, I guess, lessons learned from, you know, really this uh, um, of just the real- realization, realization that um, it, it's all about, you know, focus. Is, is there is there anything else now, I guess, like concrete stuff that you're doing in your life now that maybe you weren't doing, you know, over the last 10 years where you've been skipping around? Are there habits, you know, going to James Clear? Um, that you are now implementing in your life to make sure that you're staying focused. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> balance is very important for me. Um, I kind of mentioned that, you know, this realization that like money isn't everything and like yeah. the hustle and bustle is great. Like staying busy is better than being bored for sure. Mm-hmm. But but also like you got to keep, you got to hone it, in, like keep it in check, right? Yeah. And so for me, one of the habits I've tried to instill is like, I have these what I call big boulders that I'm trying to like move each day, right? And like typically what I'm doing is I'm tying those to like an aspect of my life that's what I call a pillar, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, a pillar in my life may be like my my like being a husband, right? And yeah. then another pillar is like being a dad. Another pillar is like being a CEO, right? Another pillar is being, you know, a church, right? In spirituality and another pillars physical fitness, right? Like I I have these pillars Mm -hmm. and really, you know, what I try to do is I try to say, okay, what are the big rocks that I need to move, right? The big boulders. Yeah. What things are hindering me from, you know, taking my, you know, my business, my, 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 my job as a dad or as, you know, as a husband to the next level. Hmm. And, and, and then I kind of focus on those each day. So I try and say like, okay, if I had three things that I need to do today, like for, you know, these pillars, what would they be? 
And as long as I can get those off the checklist, like, and like, I know it's, you know, we've, we've talked about checklists aren't like a good thing, but for me, that helps me to just keep that balance because sometimes I may have three things that aren't even business related yeah. that I need to get done that day. And so if I get anything business related done that day, it's a win, mm-hmm. right? Because if I, if I did those other three things, right, yeah. then I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling out of balance, right? Because yeah. I think stress and anxiety is really just a misplacement of priorities. Yeah. And so for me, you know, I'm more effective if, uh, if, if I can, you know, worry about the efficiency of those things, right. And the prioritization of my big boulders and my pillars. Right. So that's kind of something that I've tried to do. Um, and like I said, I mean, those other ventures, when I failed, it was because, you know, I was, uh, all the big rocks were all business related, right? Yeah. And so in other aspects of my life, I felt like I was failing. And, mm-hmm. he, and, and, and as you fail in those other aspects of life, it's very hard to succeed even in business, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just don't have that momentum. You don't have that inertia that you talked about earlier, where it's yeah. like you, you need to feel like you're succeeding where you care to succeed. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be out of alignment. Man. Yeah, that hit me. That's that's such uh, in you know, Ed Milet for all those that listen. I I always love his podcast because I was like, stop, rewind. You need to listen to the last thirty seconds right there. <laughs> that's good stuff. Right? <laughs> so like, I I totally had that go through my head while you're talking. I'm like, this is it uh, for me at least. And and I and I think that where I where I fail, I I love you know rocks, pebbles, sand. Right, you got to take care of the rocks, you know, in the jar first, and then the pebbles, and then and then the sand will be filler, right? Right. And and a lot of times in life, in business, any phase of life, um, usually when you're off, it's because you put the sand in first, and then you're trying to jam in the the rocks and the sand, and they they won't fit anymore because right. you just filled it with a bunch of crap. So I, uh, but, and, and I feel like I've been pretty good about that this year. Uh, Darren Hardy has been, you know, uh, something like I have his journal, you know, and I've been trying to be better about that, but where I have failed and where I need to work so much more on is if, if you were to look at my, uh, journal in my rocks, you'd be like, where's the time for like spirituality where where's the time for you know your your family right and and um because right now i think i i've been so laser focused on career and uh new business and starting that up and and so um man like it's just and to your point the issue i feel when people do that is they become one-dimensional right as a person and yes. if, if you're not talking about business I'm guilty. I'm speaking to myself right now. If, if you're not talking about business, then I don't want to talk to you because I'm right. like, I got nothing else to, to talk about because that's all that I think about. Right. And then I become a very boring person. And, and my wife is probably like, dude, come on. Like, can you please talk about anything other than that? So it, it that hit me where it's like, OK, you, you just you got to be intentional about doing those things. Otherwise, it's just water just flows to where the path of least resistance, you know, and, and, and that for me is, is business, right? That's what I enjoy. Um, so love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. Were you grabbing a quote or something? I was, I was going to say like, dude, you got it. You got to read essentialism. I mean, he, there's, there's so, I, I, I have notes just on a lot of like every book that I read or listen, I, I don't actually read. I listen cause I, I feel like I never have time to just sit down and read yep, three crazy too. kids. But, um, I try and take notes and 
I don't know, like for some reason, as you were talking, I just I just thought of this quote that's that's in that book <clears throat> where he says, what if society encouraged us to reject doing things we detest, to buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like? <laughs> and, and in reality, hmm. like so much of what we do is just like we we we're we're led to believe something because that's what society has, you know, the narrative of society, yeah. right? Like. The narrative of society is like, you need to be successful in business. You need to make a lot of money. You need to have all the things. And so naturally we're inclined to focus all of our attention on doing that, right? Yeah. Like I want to focus on, I want to hone in on business, mm -hmm. like make sure my business is booming so that I'm successful in the eyes of society. Even if that's not what we consider success ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, like I said, I mean, failure after failure has taught me like, Look, even if you were successful in those things, like if you're failing as a father or if you're failing as a husband or you're failing your social, you, you know, your relationships, like your friends and, yeah. and you're, you know, you're unhealthy. Like true wealth isn't just money. Mm -mm. True wealth is time. Mm -hmm. True wealth is, is, is health. Yeah. True wealth is, you know, all a bunch of other things other than just money. Yeah. And so like, I think that those, you know, that focus on prioritization and balance in our lives is is really that's having an abundance mindset. That's yeah. when you're, you know, the business will take care of itself, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're balanced in your life. So at, le at least for me, that's that I believe that full heartedly. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And I've seen it. And and I, and it's, you know, to your point, you think of, excuse me, you think about Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, right? I mean, they clearly money's no, no longer an issue like that. That's foregone conclusion. They'll never be able to spend it. Um, but then you look at their, families right like their wives and you know and and they're no longer with them and you just you just wonder i i obviously i would never get in the same room i'm sure with with either one of them um but i would be curious to ask them that question you know like was it worth it like right was all that money and success and and worldly accolades was it worth it um maybe it was to them i don't know uh i know it wouldn't be for me but um it it does put things in perspective so right man Thank you for, for th th this has been fun. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where I know we could talk. You and I could obviously talk forever. A spitball. Um, yeah. For like hours. It's, 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 it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but uh, anyways, really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else, um, I guess, parting wisdom or any other thoughts that you had? No, I, I'm just grateful you guys had me on and hopefully I was able to impart some, some knowledge. I know oh, I'm a little bit awesome. of a scatterbrain, but, um, but I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here and, yeah. and to learn from you guys and, and hopefully somebody gets to, somebody learns from something I said today. So, oh, I, I know they will. Um, now where can people find you? Um, and we'll obviously put it in the show links as well, but, um, is there, is there, do you have a website or anything like that set up yet? Or are you still working on still that? working on getting okay. the website? Um, cool. so yeah, I would, I would say LinkedIn, like connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I will attest to that. He's very active on LinkedIn, um, and does a I great job. I try, I try love, to <laughs> love your posts. So, um, yeah, LinkedIn is a great place to find you. But, yeah, uh, and I can get you um, as soon as we have the website up and running. I can get you. Perfect. Yeah, that we'll throw it on the well. show links for anyone that wants to learn more about how they can save money and not give away three percent equity in their company. That's uh, yeah. To Stripe, and so man, that's interesting. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Yep. 
I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It's the best part of my week. I love learning from others' failures. And let's be honest, failures are way more enjoyable when you're not the one experiencing them in the moment. If you or someone you know has a story or experience to share, we would love to have you on the show. You can leave us a message on our website, rushtofail.com. And please do not forget to like and share this podcast with anyone you feel would get value from the experiences shared on the show. Until the next show, remember to fail fast and fail often. Thanks for listening to the Rush to Fail podcast.